from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie Butko. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Tuesday, August the 23rd, 2022. Thanks for checking us out at the Thai Cats Audio Network. Louie Butko here with you from Tim Hortons Field, where the Thai Cats were back on the practice field for the first time since Saturday's loss in Montreal. Getting set, short week, quick turnaround, Friday, week 12 in Toronto against the Argos. And of course, we here at the Ticats Audio Network getting you set for that one right through the week, including a brand new episode of Speaking with the Enemy uh, that we'll be dropping with Nate Jay. Uh, that'll be dropping later this week. And of course, game day coverage right here on the Ticats Audio Network uh, with RJ and Luke with the call, Andy and Bubba back on the pregame, and uh, all kicks off with Tiger Cats game day with Courtney Steven and Mike Daly. Ticats fans, it's time to ride on our strength from now until October 13th. Purchase four eligible Hercules passenger or light truck tires to receive a $100 Ticats rewards card and be entered to win our road trip sweepstakes available at participating Active Green and Ross Ontario locations or visit HerculesTires.com slash AGR rewards. Lots coming up on today's show. We're going to hear from one of the newest members of the Hamilton Ticats and we'll get to that in our news and notes. But Rodney Randall uh, caught up with him after practice day. We'll hear from Tim White who was recently named a CFL top performer. We'll get into that in just a second. As always, we'll hear from Coach O, President of Football Ops and Head Coach, and Coach Sal will be by John Salavantis to recap Saturday's game and to look ahead to Friday as well. So lots to get to. Let's get right into it here on Ticats today. Let's start with the news and notes. And as mentioned, the Ticats adding a couple of new faces uh, to the team as they have signed American defensive back Rodney Randall Jr. and American receiver Jalen Red. Uh, Randall's played 19 games over the last two seasons with the Montreal Alouettes, where he's got 44 defensive tackles, 11 special teams tackles, and two interceptions. Uh, And Jalen Red attended minicamp with the National Football League, Seattle Seahawks, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past season. Uh, He's native of Carson, California, out of the University of Oregon, where he had uh, 131 catches for 1,400 yards and 16 receiving Touchdowns go along with five rushing touchdowns. Meanwhile, the Ticats have also released national wide receiver Tyler Turner. All right, that's one for the news and notes. And this one's pretty exciting too, as Tim White has been named a CFL top performer for week 11. He had 11 catches for 145 yards and two touchdowns in the Ticats loss on Saturday. Meanwhile, BC's Opam Guachem. And Montreal's Trevor Harris were named first and second top performer, respectively. All right, let's hear from the head coach who touched on Tim White, touched on a lot more. Here's what he had to say after practice today. The big picture is always what it is. The end goal is always what it is. We're focused on the process. And, uh, you know, we're going to play here real quick. And so I thought it was a a crisp day of practice. Uh, And uh, like I said, we're moving forward. We'll be ready to go Friday. Well, of course, there's added importance because they're an Eastern Division division opponent, but they're the next game, and they're what we actually can control, right? And so this this is the game that matters, and the importance is what it is. Everybody understands that, but focusing on that just uh, takes away from our focus on what really matters, and that's our meetings tomorrow, and then obviously um, the, the practice leading up to game day. You know what? You know, I don't mind sharing the overview or the blanket statement about our environment here. And the best ones to ask are the people that uh, create it, right? I, sh- I share the vision, show them the steps, where to go, how to get there. And it takes life uh, from, from the ground floor up. So 
the players, the coaches, uh, they're, they're really the ones to give you the feedback. And uh, I wouldn't, because for me, the expectation's been set, so I wouldn't expect uh, practice to be any other way. Yeah, we're lacking some availability. That's what it is. And uh, they're going to kick the ball off regardless of who's available for us. And um, that's ball. Let's, let's go. Well, first thing is just to get them acclimated. And, you know, somebody who's played the game and understands it. And, uh, you know, we're always in motion. We believe in, in giving grace and, and, and whatnot. But there's also accountability. And, um, you know, we're banged up a little bit or a lot of bit back there and so you, you got to have bodies to practice and and also bodies that are able to perform at a high level in the game so um we'll see what that looks like by the end of the week yeah so we you know uh jalen red we obviously we brought in uh he's got some great return ability um he slots in a little bit uh kind of where braylon did and and poppy and those type of guys but you know you you got to bring people in for a look or else how do you know and so um, you know, they went out there and, and practiced hard today, and they finished, and that's a, that's, a, that's a big thing. That is head coach, President of Football Ops, Orlando Steinauer, as we caught up with him after practice today. And you can also go to ticats.ca to catch full scrums, and that's where you'll see our full conversation uh, with this next guy. He's the newest member of the Hamilton hey Tiger Cats, one of them, uh, joining Jalen Red as players signed today. It is DB. Rodney Randall Jr. had a chance to catch up with him and uh, asked him about uh, joining the Ticats. Here's what he had to say. So it's a blessing to be here. Uh, ever since I got here, it's, you know, being open arms and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm loving it. Even though it's day one, it's just one day, I know it'll be a bright future for me. It feels like they've been knowing me. For, it's like I've been here before, you know, and uh, they treat me like family. The moment I walked in the building, you know, the coaches, the staff, the players, so, you know, it's, like I said, it's a blessing to be here for sure. Man, I, they're the vets. I'm, I'm just trying to soak in everything they, they you know, they got to offer, for, you know, offer me. And uh, that was one of my biggest decisions, you know, when I saw the DB room. Like, man, they got vets. And I'm talking about good vets, you know, I can learn from and they can help me and I can help them. And, yeah, I'm, it's, it's good to have it. Uh, this is, I'm going to be honest, this is the first, you know, locker room. With DB Room, I had true vets, and like I said, it's been a blessing. Like they, been, ever since I stepped in the locker room, they teach me everything about the defense. You know, the the whole the loopholes and everything, and having those guys, I I I I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I Man, it's crazy how you know. Just a couple weeks ago, I was <laughs> playing. You know, locking up Dunbar. Just you know, this little trash talk. But uh, I'm happy to be here, man. Like seriously, like. It's crazy cause I had a dream that I was I had black and gold on, like actually like a day before I got released. Crazy. I woke up told my wife, like, man, I just had a dream I had black and gold on. And then I got released and then now I'm here. So it was all a part of God's plan and you know, I'm right where I need to be. Man, you know, devastating that we lost like that. Uh, and they but it, you know, they ended up going to the Great Cup. Like I said, great team. Always been a great team and it was fun, you know, coming out here. That was my first time ever playing in the snow. My first, you know, CFL playoff game, I was at, you know, I was starting. Great experience, but, you know. But the fans, obviously. The fans, I was, about to say, I was just, that was so my name. Like, yeah, so what's it going to be like to have the fans <laughs> on my side? On side yeah. a, a blessing, a good thing, because every time, you know, we play, you know, you know, fans talk crazy, and I love it. But not having them on my side is going to, you know, boost that energy, boost, boost the confidence. Because the stadium loud, and Hamilton got great fans. Like, every time we come, 
before I got here, like, we already knew what type of game it was going to be. Like, we got to hear from fans, too. So having on my side, that's a plus. So I'll be good. That is Rodney Randall Jr., one of the newest members of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, signed today uh, after being released from Montreal following the uh, Week 9 game. So, uh, And one more piece of audio to get to from after practice today. I had a chance to catch up with Tim White, who was recently named for the first time in his career a CFL top performer after a huge performance and a losing effort in Montreal. And avail- reminder, full scrims available at tightcats.ca. You can catch this one. You can catch another one with Dylan Wynn. But here is Tim White speaking after practice today. Uh, I think it's awesome, you know. Uh, I think it's a, it's a good thing. Um, you want to go out there and put your best effort out there for your team and, you know, try to get a win. I think that's the most important thing. So, you know, it's cool. Uh, I think it's more natural, you know, kind of just opportunities there, you know, and I'm just – just really finding my stride how I want to. So, uh, yeah, it's just there. So what's been different the last two weeks then? Nothing really. I just continue to attack really, you know, and <clears throat> right now things are just falling how I want them to fall and I'm feeling great. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the most important thing is like our standard, you know, making sure guys come in, they're ready to play, you know, ready to do it. It's expected of our coaches and of our team, you know, uh, I think that's the most important thing. but. You know, guys come in, they're fully embraced. You know, we embrace personality. We embrace, you know, individuals. So, you know, they just come in, we just become one. My thanks to Tim White, who you heard there for uh, spending a few minutes with us after practice today. All right, for more on Saturday's game and to look ahead to Friday, very pleased now for some Tuesday salutations with Coach John Salavantis. Coach Sal, um, I mean, let's go back to Saturday before we look ahead that felt very familiar for Ticats fans uh, in a losing effort the last uh, two seasons, what we've seen. Yeah, Louis, but uh, give the uh, Alouettes credit. I mean, they played a great ball game, I thought, uh, the way Harris handled himself in there. You know, and as you said, late in the ball game, we, we uh, reverted back to some of the things that, uh, that has hurt the Ticats in the past. But I go back to this, Andy uh, Fantusa's keys to the game, his first key was pass protection. Now, Schultz was not sacked in the ballgame. But I like to use a different measurement when you're really talking about the O-line and pass protection and and how good the O-line is overall. When you've got to throw the ball and the D knows you're going to throw the ball, can you protect the quarterback? And that's been one of the downfalls that we've had in those late uh, games where the quarterbacks chased around uh, out of the pocket. And second to that, uh, for the O-line, when you've got to kill the clock, can you run the football? And, and can you be successful in those two things? So when you judge the O-line on this particular game, I think those two things have to be judged first. Yeah, and it, it's it's unfortunate because of the Alex Fontana injury. We had talked about the weeks leading into this game. It had been consistent at the offensive line, and especially when you know Matt Schiltz is still trying to find his groove, it's hard to understate the importance of the O line at, at any point of the season, is it? Yeah, and I, I think the fact that uh, in in this particular ball game, uh, we ran the ball six times only in the first half of the ball game. And overall, uh, Jackson only carried the ball 10 times uh, in the ball game. So, you know, the run game was not really 
a major part uh, of uh, this football game. And I think that's that's the one key element that I still see lacking in, in the way they run their offense. I like the fact that White had a great game. He had a number of catches. He had the yardage, et cetera. But you're relying on, on the fact that you can carry the ball all the way to the goal line. And that's where the run game, I think, comes into play. Uh, you mentioned Tim White. Uh, how big of a game was that for him? You know, personally, he had had touchdown the week before uh, against the Argos, but he's really starting to look like that guy we we saw burst onto the scene last season, which is crucial considering the fact they lost Braylon Addison for the year. Yeah, you know, somebody had to pick up that uh, Braylon Addison's catches, and White certainly is contributed in that area. But I still think you need to spread the ball around a little bit. Dunbar needs to be used a lot more in the ball game. Uh, we saw one catch by the fullback, which uh, really excited uh, one of the uh, TSN uh, people, as we well know. But at the same time, you know, that's what I mean by spreading the ball around. Get everybody involved in that passing game. Uh, looking at the defense, uh, Mike and I talked about this yesterday on the show. This defense has won the Ticats so many games that even to suggest that it, it cost them in this one, it would be unfair. But coach mentioned it after the game and he said they expected their defense to make plays in the fourth quarter, especially late under three minutes, and they didn't. How would you look at them bouncing back this week after a fourth quarter like they had uh, on, on Saturday? Well, number one, Louis, no excuses. I mean, uh, the defense needed that stop on the last series of the ball game to prevent the uh, long field goal uh, by the Alouettes. But at the same time, uh, you've got to look for those things where you improved in the ball game. And, and I thought, uh, number one, uh, in this ball game, the, the D-line shut the run down. They, they did a great job against the, uh, against the Alouettes. The Alouettes rushed the ball 12 times with – four different uh, players handling the ball, they only netted 43 yards. So the run game did not hurt that D-line. On the pass rush, I, I was impressed with the pressure up the middle. I, I thought Micah Johnson and Laurent and uh, uh, who, am I, who am I searching for? I'm searching Dylan for Wynn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought they did a great job pressuring up the middle, but they didn't contain and, and that was the real key to, the, to Harris's success. He was able to extend plays, get to the outside off of that uh, pressure and, and throw the ball downfield. Now, when we face Toronto, we face a similar type quarterback. And a similar thing has to happen with the exception, you must contain him. Once you knock him off the spot, you've got to contain him on the outside. Now, we knew that losing uh, Siante Evans and Jamal Roll was going to hurt in the secondary, and uh, it, they, they, were, they were missed for sure. But what did you make of Des Lawrence and Alden Darby? How important is it to build uh, some familiarity with those uh, DBs this week? Well, you've got to. I mean, you know, the next man up uh, is always the way you have to go. Uh, Darby's a great athlete, moves around well. Uh, I thought they took advantage of him a little bit in that ball game, but then again, he hasn't played the corner. He's been in, in the halfback role. Uh, so you've got to give him some credit there. I think Lawrence has played enough uh, on that uh, weak side that, that he'll be okay. Uh, certainly you miss your number one guys. 
And we knew they were going to go to Eugene, uh, Eugene Lewis. Uh, that, that was a given in the ball game. And he had a great game just under 100 yards uh, receiving. How do you balance the emotions of frustration of being where you're at at three and seven, uh, the reality of where you sit in the standings, which is a game and a half back of the Argos with two games against them coming up and the motivation of being in all these games, but not coming out with the results. Well, I think it's very difficult. It's, it's probably more difficult on the coaches because they're scratching their head wondering why uh, they couldn't hang on in the last seconds of a ball game. But at the same time, the players have to know where they stand and they understand that. And, and they've got the two games in front of them against Toronto, which are super important games. Uh, you know, when you get to this point where uh, the, the East is still wide open, there, there's no clear cut advantage to anybody because each of the Eastern teams is going to play one another coming down the stretch. So you're still in the ball game. You're still in, in the uh, playoff picture. You want to be number one. If you want to be number one, you beat Toronto uh, this Friday night. That game coming up quick Friday night, quick turnaround, short week for the Ticats. What are you expecting to see differently maybe from the Ticats, differently from the Argos? Because as we point out, the Argos coming off back-to-back losses as well. Well, you know, the, the Argos, uh, again, can't make any excuses for what they did. They shut down their offense in the second half of that ball game against Calgary. They did nothing in that. But then you got to give the the defense credit too, uh, you know, from Calgary. So to me, it's a matter of it's going to be a very physical ball game, and, and you've got to win the one on one advantages that you have. Uh, D line against an O lineman, an O lineman against a D lineman, a, a receiver against a D back. Win those battles. Win the individual battles, and let the chips fall where they may. Should be a great game, Coach. Thanks for helping set it up. Thanks for help recapping. Appreciate you doing this. All right. Nice talking to you, Louie. That is Coach Sal, John Salavantis. Uh, and my thanks to him for joining me today. And my thanks to you because, you know, we could not do the show without your support. So we really do appreciate it. Uh, we are back tomorrow. So make sure you subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network so you never miss an episode of this show or, you know, any of the other great shows. Uh, we have for you here on the Ticats Audio Network, including a brand new episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker uh, that dropped yesterday and uh, available very soon, or maybe depending on when you're listening to this, already available, you get a brand new episode of the CFL this week, hosted by Bubba O'Neill. Hey, Ticats fans, it's time to ride on our strength. From now until October 13th, purchase four eligible Hercules passenger or light truck tires to receive a $100 Ticats rewards card and be entered to win our road trip sweepstakes. Available at participating active Green and Ross locations in Ontario or visit HerculesTires.com slash AGR rewards. That'll do it for us today. Back tomorrow from Tim Hortons Fields. This has been Ticats Today. I'm Louie Butko. Hoping you have a great Ticast today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at ticats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at ticats.ca. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.